This week, we have so much to talk about that I can't even set up this intro properly. Welcome to what will be the meatiest episode of the Good Game, Bad Game podcast so far. This is a song I wrote about the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. This is episode, I don't know, 18? I think, yeah, I think it's 18. Or, or 16. I think it's 19. Well, <laughs> <laughs> regardless. This uh, is the listener's job to yeah. keep track. I mean, it'll be, it'll be the right episode number wherever you listen to it, if it has episode numbers. Who cares? Why are we talking about this still? Mike. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about. We do. But the most important thing, how was your week in gaming? I'm going to be really quick because I usually have an idea of a short story to tell in this time. And then 10 minutes later, I'm still going. <laughs> so my week in gaming, it's been fun. Been a little different. It's been progressively getting different. Um, I played a lot of uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising. And fuck, I was completely wrong about that game. The map is massive. Fast travel is necessary. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't they don't talk about fast travel so that's been my dilemma i just kind of figured it out uh-huh so played a lot of that and then um justine got um among us for her laptop mm-hmm. on the windows store it was on sale or whatever and i found out that it's included in game pass for pc so her and i have been spending a lot of our nights trolling teenagers on among us which has been fun it's been nice being able to play video games with her because it's not completely her MO. Right. But she enjoys it. That's awesome. Love that. Love that for you. I love it for me too. Tell me about your week. You know, it's really funny when you started that all off by saying like you have a short story and like you're telling or you, you were going to keep it quick because normally you have a short story. And in that process, <laughs> you were drawing it out like you normally mm-hmm. do. I thought that was I thought that was just spot on. Um, yeah. I love explaining jokes. Uh, my my weekend gaming was good. Um, different as well, but different in the sense that I just play a, a ton of different games all at the same time, basically. Um, you want to talk about bug snacks? Oh, ooh. Should we throw everything away for this episode to talk about bug snacks? No, we we don't okay. have to do that. But right. it—I don't I, know shit about bug snacks. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it was wonderful. I beat it. I platinumed it. It was great. It was How about was Yuri? what's that? How was Yuri? Oh, great, wonderful. He, he totally played a Chad, and uh, he played it well. Amazing. Um, but yeah, it was great. Uh, I think I I, I think. I streamed the entire thing and I think it was, you know, maybe 15 hours total, 20 mm. tops. It, it was great. Okay. Like perfect. Um, yeah. N- never once was there a moment where I was like, fuck this game. Uh, I enjoyed it all the way through and uh, played that. Been playing a lot of Spider-Man, finished that up. Uh, so I'm getting ready to jump into Miles Morales here pretty soon. What else? Oh, have you haven't even touched Miles Morales. Not yet. yet. Not yet. I was I played wow. the remaster, um, which again, just want to throw this out there. Nearly perfect game. It is so freaking good. 
Um, I'm forgetting something. There's one other thing. I started diving into Astro's Playroom a little bit. I think I talked about that already, um, mm-hmm. but I haven't I haven't finished that or anything. Um, oh, Trover. I also finished that. Um, Trover Saves the Universe. Very funny game. It's kind of similar to like a South, one of the South Park games. Like not mm-hmm. similar in gameplay, but just similar in like the dialogue is just absolutely ridiculous. That was Rick um, and Morty, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. And uh, yeah, I, I finished that up. And that's pretty much it. Nice full week for you. Yeah, big week, big week. We're coming up on uh, MLB The Showtime. All right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. Uh, I think that'll probably be like March. So get ready. You know, a couple months from now, that'll be my my beginning. All right, enough. All right, you sidetracked me. I hope you're happy. You brought up MLB. So real quick, I want to talk to you about baseball. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm the wrong person. Let's talk about everybody's favorite blue-haired streamer. Now, I know you want to say me. I don't have blue hair anymore, so that's all right. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not me. Uh, Ninja. Real quick. Just want to, He's found his way into the news cycle. Good for him. He's staying relevant. I just want to say that what Ninja has done for gaming generally speaking has been good uh but recently he did an interview um in which he was talking about the use the issue behind the use of like racial slurs and stuff like that in game chats and he really made it seem like he's the victim in all of this and that really bothered me because like i I do understand where he was coming from but i think the way he went about saying it was bad um you know, he basically said that when he sees somebody or hears somebody say, you know, a, a racial slur or something, he doesn't really think to like correct that action. Instead, he thinks about how it's going to get him banned potentially. Um, and, you know, like I said, that's technically fair. That is his job. Uh, that is like his entire life. So, yes, getting banned is like huge. You know, that would be that would be really, really bad for him. But also, um, he basically went on to say that it's not his job to, like, teach people that these things are wrong. And, I mean, yes and no, because if you have that chance, if you have that moment, if you have that platform, you should absolutely be using that for good and, you know, using it as a way to teach people, you know, to not be a shitty human being, like, especially. Like, this is, like, a really basic thing. Um, It's not like... People are like, well, yeah, you should also teach your viewers because they're young. You should teach them how to do their own laundry. Like, nobody's telling you to do that. But, like, to to give, like, a simple lesson on how not to be a piece of shit, like, I really don't think that should be that hard for you. And you shouldn't feel like you're going out of your way to do something like that. Um, so, yeah. And then the, the real bad thing happened was everybody attacked him. <laughs> and everybody went after him and everybody went for his throat. And, like... I understand getting defensive too in his in his case um but honestly it hit a point where he should have just stopped and not said anything um and he would have been better off because he tried to defend himself and it was just all just such a bad look so if you have a platform use it for good tell people not to be a piece of shit and especially with something this simple um and that's all i have to say about ninja you got anything on him yeah i just a couple quick things again i i I told you this before the podcast um i'm kind of somewhere in the middle 
it's kind of a weird paradigm we're in now where like streamers like ninja and all the people that are um, streaming on twitch or, or other services i mean these are more or less the new generations like Derek Jeter or Michael <laughs> Jordan. Um, but the difference is like when we were kids and we looked up to these athletes, we basically had zero way of interacting with them. Right. Whereas streamers and people in the, in the professional video game industry and in the competitive industry, <clears throat> they're more or less paid based on interaction. Um, and, and it's, and they're called influencers for a reason. I mean, look at, all of the, you know, you can't walk down the street. I mean, now it's a little more hard because of COVID, but before COVID and when Fortnite was more prevalent, you couldn't walk down the street without seeing some six-year-old doing a dance from it. <laughs> and you and you know that their parents didn't teach them that. Right. Um, and I get what he's saying. It is still the parent's responsibility to be a parent. It's not his. He's not a babysitter. Mm-hmm. Um, to an extent, I mean, this is his platform. What happens in the chat? I mean, he's in one way or another directly responsible for whether, I mean, obviously he's, he's probably not telling kids to say racial uh, slurs, Mm -hmm. but if he doesn't denounce it or say, it's not okay, it's not going to stop. And that's not just with gaming. That's with everything we've seen with any sort of influencer platform and even all the way up to politics at this point right. i mean if you don't tell people not to do something they're gonna think it's okay um so i i get it it's i i i agree with what he said it's the parents responsibility to monitor the content their kids are are consuming and what they're learning from it and to correct them when this is happening around the house but you also have to understand that parents can also hear what their kids are typing in a chat and they may think they're kind of right isolated in doing so so to a certain extent you are still responsible for at least having mods watching it and representing you like you need to come up with a standard a code of conduct which i'm sure he has on twitch i mean it seems Mm -hmm. like that's something you have to do is create a code of conduct and hire or you know, be the person yourself that enforces that code of conduct. So that's just my unorganized thoughts on it. I, I get it. I get what he's saying. I agree with what you're saying and that he could be a little more graceful and understand both sides. Um, yeah. But it's definitely something we're going to have to watch as continue to watch really as, you know, this is going to become the standard of entertainment in the in, for the foreseeable future. Yeah. And I mean, the one thing I will say is that it's it's really easy to put a uh, put an influencer on this like pedestal and like you know tell them what they should be doing with their platform, but I mean at the end of the day, um, really nobody is doing enough. I mean, and, and who are you to tell somebody that they're not doing enough? Uh, you mm-hmm. know, y- you can always look back and say you know and look at what you're doing. Um, and it's so easy to say if I had that platform. I would do this, 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 and this. But in all reality, you have no idea. So, I mean, that is the one thing that I will say. And, like, he has been vocal about these things before. Um, it was just, I, like I said, I think he just said some stuff in a bad way. And I think it came across bad. And then everybody piled on. Um, 
And like some of it, like I said, did seem a little conceited and like self-centered in all of this. Um, and that's on brand for him. I mean, every controversy he's been part of, he hasn't handled well. Right. But yeah, it's just, um, it's really turned into a shit show for him. And like I said, he would almost be better off if he was just like, you know what? Like, I think or I know I'm doing enough. And so that's really it. Like, you can't just keep feeding into people because you're just not making yourself look any better. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Uh, So from our favorite streamer, let's talk about our favorite game company. Uh, game company in the sense of selling games in the sense of buying your pre-owned stuff and selling it for three times of what they gave you we're talking about GameStop and uh, boy oh boy <laughs> uh, I feel like the 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 three times thing is uh, that that's quickly gotten out of hand to like I don't know 100 times 200 times uh, yeah <laughs> what uh, what are we talking about here so today Wednesday January 27th, the day we're recording, and also yesterday. Um, <laughs> there, there's, there's been a spike in the number of what are called uh, retail investors, people who uh, essentially don't work for an institution, um, buying the GameStop stock um, in order to essentially beat what are called short sellers. And I'm not going to get too far <laughs> into the weeds here because I'm sure our listeners aren't very interested in the intricacies of how investing works. But essentially what they're trying to do is um, have a power to the people moment. So power to the players. GameStop, power to the player. Oh, good one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, so basically the way this works is institutions, big banks, uh, mutual funds, think that GameStop is a bad business. Um, I agree. <laughs> Awful business. So what they do is they basically bet on the fact that it's going to continue to fail and be a bad business. So this got onto this Reddit form where people are like, you know how we can make money and also screw all these big banks? If we all go in and buy a ton of these stocks and jack up the price because then all the banks that are short selling would lose that money because they want the price to go down. And so last I checked right before the close of market, the GameStop price was up to $330 per share. That's higher <laughs> than uh, Microsoft and Apple and almost more than both of them combined. And there's no reason. There is no news. GameStop's not doing anything that would invoke well, this price increase. Well, hang on a second. <laughs> they do have a deal right now. Five pre-owned games for $10 pre-owned games of $4.99 value or less. Wow. <laughs> That'll jack up your price 300 or 130%. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my it's, God. It's, it's stupid. And this isn't the only <laughs> stock, but this is the this is the one that has had the biggest impact so far. Right. Which is GameStop. Why? <laughs> GameStop was on its deathbed. We've talked about this in the podcast. <laughs> Strategic partnership with Microsoft. Like, we can't let it die. As much as you and I talk about, we need to let this place die. <laughs> Something has to happen to just inject a little bit more life into it. And it, yeah. it kills me. The irony of it all is just like, 
it's very funny. Like this entire thing is just really funny to me. Whew. It, <laughs> so I'm looking at I'm looking at the stock right now mm-hmm. because like at close it was at three forty seven fifty one. It has gone down since after hours. But let's see, a week ago on January twenty first, the stock was at uh, a low call at thirty eight dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh, which is just if and even <laughs> if you go back to a month, you're looking at you know in the upper teens. Yeah, it's just absolutely insane. And obviously, you know, we talked about it beforehand. Like this, this is technically a like bad thing. Like, <laughs> um, we we don't want to see things like this typically happen. Um, but it's it's funny because you know the. I said to you, I was like, people who do this for a living, who, you know, do their best to try and, you know, fuck people over essentially on the stock market are the ones who are crying foul the most Mm -hmm. right now. And, you know, uh, I saw like Elizabeth Warren, she like tweeted something about it. She was like, it's it's like a little ironic that the people who have been doing this all of a sudden, uh, you know, are like the ones complaining. Uh, She was like, regardless, need better SEC regulations and stuff like that um but (laughs) the analogy that i thought of is like you are a professional burglar you hold people at gunpoint and you take their wallets and you do that and don't get caught and nobody says anything you do it they cry you say i don't care i have your wallet and you just move on to the next person but then one day (laughs) Somebody holds you at gunpoint and steals your wallet, and then you go to the police and go, oh, "They stole my wallet." <laughs> <laughs> and I just that wasn't even your wallet in the first place. <laughs> I just think it's so funny. Like I'm like that is like so spot on. I was like, it's the people who like they can't look at they can't look in the mirror and and laugh because they they don't see it. But for me. I'm looking through the window and I see it and I think it's hilarious. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's funny because on uh, last night, Jim Cramer was on TV. He does uh, the show mad money on uh, CSNBC and he was talking about it and he's like, this only needed to happen once for this to now be a paradigm in investing. Mm-hmm. Like they've figured out how to screw the banks. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting, like I was I was poking around in the forum today, like you can tell it's a good mix of like people who are seasoned, people who understand how this is going to work, and also people who have never invested before. Um it's just it, it's it's interesting. I want to be for it. I really do. I think <laughs> I mean this is this is just goes to show, I mean, if you if you look at the general consensus on this on Twitter, it's like this is the point it had to get to for people to say, this is how we're going to distribute wealth is we're going to figure out what these banks are doing and we're going to screw them. Mm-hmm. And that shouldn't be <laughs> illegal or, and I'm not insinuating that it is, it shouldn't be illegal. It shouldn't be a bad thing because it's a free and open market. People have the right to do this mm-hmm. um, more so than institutions. But you also just have to be careful because this isn't how the market works. This much volatility is 
really, really risky. And mm-hmm. my, I'm not going to give advice as someone who casually trades and who has been doing so for a couple of years. I'm not going to give any advice on what to do. But if you were to buy GameStop or any, there's a number of stocks that are on that forum. Um, just be really careful. I mean, mm-hmm. this this price isn't going to go up forever. Yeah, um, that's... and when it goes down, it's going to tank. Yes, I, I'm happy you said that because I was that was going to be like my last thing before moving on is like you know obviously you know you have your own free will. You're allowed to do whatever you want. But like, please, if you are not like somebody who typically does this uh, and like you don't fully understand even what's happening, you know, like just just be really, really careful if you're going to try and do this. And no matter what, it's always good practice. You never put in more than you're willing to lose. So right. it's like it's like going to a casino. You know, like if you're you go to a casino knowing like I have one hundred dollars in my wallet. I am willing to lose this $100 at the casino for a fun day at the casino. Maybe you walk out of there with $101. You know, you make all your money back and a dollar. Or maybe you walk out of there with $0. Um, but you go into it with a, you know, preconceived number of what you're willing to lose. And that's basically how you have to, that's how you have to go about something like this. That's how you have to go about the stock market in general. You never want to invest more than you're willing to lose or more than yeah. you can lose. So. Yeah, for sure. So that was the uh, good money, bad money segment of the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. I was thinking good stonk, bad stonk. <laughs> Stonks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so it's just, just uh, yeah, be careful. Yeah, for sure. No. It's interesting that it's GameStop. That's the only reason it made it on this podcast. Probably wouldn't talk sure. about it otherwise. Oh, yeah, definitely not. Um, but uh, stock we, we may want to buy. Didney. I don't know if you've ever heard Didney. of it. Disney, they make movies, they make shows, and pretty soon, they could be making video games. Oh. Now, this is like all basically speculation that Mike and I are drumming. We're talking about Disney, by the way. That's when I say Disney, I mean Disney. Um, but there was interesting news uh, just this past week that uh, a company is going to be working on a uh, remake or a reboot of knights of the old republic knights of the old republic right um which is a star wars game and what's interesting about this is that it's not ubisoft who is making the open world game that we just talked about or we don't we're i I think yeah i think i saw for sure it is not ubisoft um which they're making that we know it's not ea either and we know that it's not ea slash who made it's technically a part of ea who made um Oh my god the 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 Star Wars game that wasn't Battlefront and Squadrons and it it was like the is it Respawn? Uh, I don't know. You're you're pushing me. Sorry. The it's uh the Fallen the, Fallen Order or whatever. Oh the oh my god that was that that's the name of the the most recent Star Wars game that's like an RPG. Yeah, and it was it was it was Respawn. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So it's not them. It's not EA slash Respawn making it. Um. Or Bioware. I think Bioware is who made the original Knights of the Old Republic. Perfect. So there you have it. So a third company now is going to have a Star Wars game, like a recent Star Wars game. Um, and like, what's so interesting about that? You know, you may be asking yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's it's weird because EA has had the rights for God how long? Um, I think they and, said it was going on like thirteen years or something. Yeah, easily a decade. Um, and now you're gonna have three different companies uh, with Star Wars franchises, um, and so Disney's kind of making this big push. They're they're pushing Indiana Jones, right? Uh, they just had the Avengers game. Um, obviously, Spider Man on PlayStation is a thing that's going to continue. I'm going to assume. Um, so they're, they're really, I don't know what the word I'm, I'm looking for here. Uh, just kind of like, it's like free reign licensing. They're just giving them, they're giving them out. Especially the fact that again, they've given star Wars. Now technically they gave Marvel the two different insomniac with Spider-Man, but then also with square Enix. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's just, it's really, it's really interesting. Um, and you and I kind of started talking about, you know, could this potentially mean like, will Disney make this big push? Will they, you know, start, start making their own games or are we going to see this, this huge push of them just like licensing all of these different, uh, franchises into gaming? I'm going to start with this. I'm, I'm looking at this article from Eurogamer and it says, there's, there's a quote here. It says, I talked to a couple of people. And I also found out that Bloomberg reporter Jason Schreier said it's not with EA and we'll never guess who the studio is that's making the game. So Bad. there's the asterisk. Jason Schreier, known cuck. <laughs> so we'll never guess who the studio is, according to <laughs> According to Jason Schreier. <laughs> Wait, should we guess right now? Like, bet. If, yeah, we should. <laughs> I'll let you go first. Um, if we do this, we're, I'm going to clip what I just said and send it to Jason Schreier on Twitter. <laughs> um, uh, oh my god, I'm like sweating now. It's... Uh... Hmm. I'm trying to think of who would be like unheard of. I want to say Sucker Punch, but that would make it most likely that would make it like an exclusive. And mm-hmm. I kind of doubt that would happen. That's that's um, my first thought is that it's not going to be an exclusive. I feel like they wouldn't bring back an IP and make it an exclusive. I don't think it'll be Bethesda because Bethesda's got Indiana Jones mm-hmm. going for it right now. So I would assume that it's not them. Um, Amazon Game Studios. Mm. I don't think anybody would guess that. <laughs> would it then be an exclusive for Luna or PC? No, don't be ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> um, damn, he's kind of right. I will never guess. Uh, what about um to bring back our other discussion from earlier the ukulele? <laughs> uh yeah who is that that is that team 17 i'm scrolling back uh don't know that i'll find it (laughs) um that'd be interesting that'd be a weird star wars game that's like platonic platonic Uh, they said they're rebranding right yeah (laughs) they're rebranding to make this like hyper realistic looking star wars game (laughs) (laughs) um I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of like 
I mean, because I, I like immediately, I'm like, oh, Ubisoft. No, it can't be Ubisoft. Right. <laughs> um, EA, it can't be EA. We got to be forgetting somebody. What about like, I don't know, Sega? Or like Konami or something? Konami, maybe. Or, or I mean, it could be Square, right? They could make a Star Wars game. Yeah. They made an Avengers game. Yeah. So, so they technically, got that relationship. Yeah, I was going to say. And they make it just like the Avengers. So just as terrible. Boom. Who makes Roasted. the Lego games? Lego is... Is that... Uh... I'm going to look. Sorry. Yeah. Warner, oh, right? It's, um... it's Warner, I think. Or if not, then could Warner make a Star Wars game? That, w- that wouldn't make sense. I'm looking at like the original The Complete Saga, and they have like TT Games on here, which I, I think they're defunct. Oh, Traveler's Tales. Is that what it is short for? Yeah, it's not It's not short for Telltale. Yeah, but it's technically under Warner Brothers, so I kind of feel what like... it was Telltale? Telltale makes a Star Wars game. They also rebranded to make a hyper-realistic... No, it's a, it's, <laughs> a, it's, a, it's a choose-your-own-adventure, just like their other games. Yeah. I wouldn't be upset with that. All right. You know what? Fuck you, Jason Schreier. You took up way too much of our podcast. <laughs> Fucking piece of shit. <laughs> What are we even talking about? We're just we're just naming fucking studios. We're just like, uh, Dotty Dog, uh, uh, it's obvious. So Knights of the Old Republic is coming back. <laughs> we don't yes. know who's developing it. We're speculating. Jason Schreiber's living rent free in everyone's head. Schreiber, you said his name wrong now. He the disrespect. Right. <laughs> you called him a cuck, and then you called him Schreiber. Well. I don't know what you want me to do about it. <laughs> Nothing. It's fucking funny. Please I think just keep playing something different. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. He's God's problem. <laughs> okay. Okay. Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. New developer. We don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say about it. We've spent a lot of time. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can we, can we speculate more, but we don't really know much about it, right? Like, we don't know right. if it's going to be console exclusive. We can assume mm-hmm. it's not because mm-hmm. it's returning IP. But I guess we can also talk about Disney. You know, Disney, obviously, like you said, big in movies and shows. Disney Plus huge success as a subscription service. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't think they're discounting the fact that video games were the number, had the number one market share of media in the last year over movies and, and TV. If I understood the statistics correctly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think in order to, I think this is the business model right now, because obviously they've had to close the parks and that was a huge hit for them. That was a big deal. I mean, people were genuinely worried about Disney. They came back with Disney Plus um, and were able to save the business some. And they've seen the success of video games in the past year. I mean, they had, I don't know what kind of um, 
royalties they get from like the Spider-Man game or Avengers um, or anything that uses their IPs. But are they going to be a big player? I mean, are they going to be up there with EA and, and Ubisoft? Are they going to publish games? Um, you know, are they going to be among the big names that we talk about when we talk about gaming? Yeah, it's super crazy to think about because, you know, we, we did this last last week, so we don't have to spend too much time on it. But, you know, I just listed their three big fran- like three big franchises that can make this jump fairly easily. And then, you know, they're storytellers at Disney. That's what they do. Um, right. So just think about the, the type of stories that they could just spin up as new IPs. And then then they have the, the means to not only spin it up and like make it into this game. Right. But very clearly, very easily TV shows, uh, a, a, a series on Disney Plus or, you know, a movie, um, you know, very quickly they could <laughs> they could basically do a do a takeover of the video game industry, much like they have taken over almost completely you know the uh movie and and tv industry so it's pretty crazy to think about and you know if anybody could do it they they kind of are the one that makes the most sense and especially in the midst of hearing about all these different games that are going to be coming out yeah for sure um i mean i can say like from my personal experience i've never been a huge Disney person. I mean, even before they got LucasArts and I love Star Wars, um, but I never watched the Avengers movies when they bought that. I didn't do that until this year, really. Mm -hmm. Um, But the Disney Plus service has been has been so nice. And I know there was a lot of speculation around whether that would fail or not. I think there was a lot of um, pessimism towards it to start and then just blew up. and I think just with the um, combined factor that more people are playing video games in general now, more families, more adults, um, more people at home, obviously, um, they're going to see Disney and say, yeah, that's a name I know. I don't have to worry about trying to figure out like what EA or what Ubisoft games I like. Like, I know Disney can put out a game. I'm probably going to know the IP. And even if I don't, like, I'm going to at least know the brand. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said they have the whole spectrum of, of media. They could take a, a brand new IP, make it a game first. If it's successful, continue like a, um, like a spinoff as a TV series or a movie series on Disney plus and go back and forth. And I think it'd be a really good business model for them. Yeah. Like I said, not far fetched at all to think that they would do it. The only thing that I will say is that Disney can sometimes be very difficult because they obviously like want to make sure that their product their you know their ip or whatever is being used in like the best way possible um like the whole ea thing it took you know but i mean this could have been mostly like you know star wars and stuff but you know it took how long for that battlefront game to finally come out uh like that was our first star wars game since the force unleashed 2 i think i want to say could be um so like that that was probably almost a 10 year gap give or take i I don't actually have years in front of me so i don't know for sure but uh, it was a fairly large gap 
and then like we kind of got a new push for it but like battlefront what like battlefront 2 especially kind of flopped and so it wouldn't surprise me if they were super hesitant to like try and let something else happen so now we have three different companies working on a star like on star wars right alone and it'll be super interesting to see you know if one of these if this like unknown one is if it say it is square enix and they make it just as bad as they made the avengers like are they gonna like completely is that gonna make them all of a sudden pull away like really fast and just be like no and just shut it all down and like not let these awesome ips that so much could be done with i mean like star wars you don't even need to focus on skywalker right like you can do anything with that universe with just like the idea and and you can just go crazy um and it would be a shame to not get those things so hopefully all of these things do well um so that we can keep getting them and uh yeah it'll be interesting to see how disney whether they go all in and completely enter the fold or if they keep kind of just sitting back and you know okay you work on this one now like you know naughty dog make a mandalorian game you know so on and so forth yeah i'm I'm definitely excited from my newfound love of disney (laughs) yeah you got on the train at the right time yeah it'd be a good time to have another big player that's the final thing i'll say about it for sure yeah, I definitely don't think that. I definitely don't think it would be a bad thing. The only bad thing would be if they come into video games and then they just buy up everybody, and all of a sudden Ubisoft is under Disney, and all of a sudden, like you know what I mean, that that would be bad. I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think that will happen though. I don't think so either. But you never know. They bought Fox. It's working for them. <laughs> okay. Our last thing. Maybe you can tell me what Jason Schreier thought about this. Uh, this past week, Jason Schreiber, um, Jason Schraba, uh, Xbox announced that they were going to be raising um, the price of what uh, Xbox Live Gold, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, they were going to be raising the one month, which was nine ninety nine to ten ninety nine. The three month, which was twenty five ninety nine to twenty nine ninety nine, and the six month, uh, I forget what that was. And they were gonna. I don't think that. you can. I don't think you can technically buy the sixth and the twelve month anymore. I think it was just saying like, I don't know. Comparatively, this is what you'd be paying. Oh, okay. I I thought I saw a, a number for the six month, but I didn't see one for the twelve month. But okay. Regardless, basically they were going to get everything onto the same page of like $10 a month. Um, and currently the price of 12 months is $60, right? Yeah. And it has um, been for a really long time. And like the idea was that they were going to be upping the price of everything. But if you were enrolled in 12 months, like they wouldn't even like grandfather you in or anything like that. Like you would just stay $60 a month and it would just auto renew at that price. You were locked in at that price. You wouldn't see the new price, mm-hmm. um, which was interesting. And then they were also giving you the option that any leftover months that you had stocked up, say you had 13 months, say you had 35, say you had 36, not more though, but you could convert those months into 
uh, Game Pass Ultimate, which is, that's $15 a month? Ultimate is, yeah. Okay. So I'm just trying to make sure I have the numbers right. It's 10 a month. Okay, cool. So the, the idea seemed to be that and okay, so that's actually interesting that there's a there's a form of it that's ten dollars a month because it would be putting gold at that level. And I think the idea was, hey, gold, not really worth it. Like maybe you should just get Game Pass um, and like have that be your thing. Um, but obviously, people were were outraged by this. Um, a little, it's like again, like a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. I get why people were upset you brought up some good points as to like why they were doing it so i'll let you touch on that then but ultimately they pulled back on this said they weren't going to do it and then they pulled back even further and any games that are free to play so fortnite the online is free you don't need gold to play fortnite online i believe so that was interesting Mm -hmm. um but I'll let you touch on, you know, maybe what what it is that they were thinking uh, with this price raise. My my first question is because you mentioned something before you um, started talking, and now I'm questioning it. Did Mason Sherbert break this news? <laughs> I was drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> or was that just to throw it in there? <laughs> I don't think he did. I don't think he was the one. I, I think I saw uh, I saw a ton of people talking about it. I um, saw The Verge first, but I'm also biased because that's where I get 90% of it. I news. might have seen The Verge article retweeted by somebody. Um, okay. I saw whatever article I sent you. That was who I, that's how I saw it. I think I might have been The Verge. Okay. Okay. That was just curiosity. Mm-hmm. And to make mm-hmm. that joke, that was <laughs> <laughs> Mason Sherbert. <laughs> Man, we're gonna get a C and D after this. No, we're just gonna get blocked on Twitter. Boom. <laughs> I hope so. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. So I was kind of blown away by this. I think uh, you actually sent this to me. Um, and I thought it was initially dumb. Um, Microsoft's obviously trying to push people to Game Pass, like you said, because there's the base level of Game Pass, which is basically just for Xbox, which gives you live and then all of the Xbox games. It, the only difference is it does, to Ultimate is that it doesn't give you the PC games or xCloud. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it was, it was a pretty blatant push to try to get people over to that platform. Um, and there has been rumors for months now that Microsoft is going to make online multiplayer free again. Well, I guess free for them for the first time. Cause I think you've always had to pay for it. As long as um, I can remember. Cause it used to be I think free on, on PS3, your... but 360, it would, you definitely had to pay for. So yeah, I'm thinking back to like the original Xbox cause it had live and I, I think you even had to pay for that. Um, so, the, but the idea was to, I think, and this was a rumor as far as I understand, was to make it free regardless. They're trying to phase out gold. I think they understand that, like, not everyone is going to want Game Pass, which blows my mind. I don't know why you'd get an Xbox and not want Game Pass. 
Um, but that's my prerogative. And, uh, yeah, uh, people did not take it well. Um, I, I guess maybe I didn't understand how many people have Xboxes just to play free-to-play games. Or, yes. like you said, you gave the example of um, FIFA uh, um, or, or Madden. Yeah, literally, like... It, it really did feel like and you know i'm not i'm not shaming anybody in any way but it really did feel like the people who are getting upset about this were you know again if you if the way i look at it and you know this is my own bias but if i'm gonna have a console i want to be playing a ton of different games i want to experience a ton of different games game pass is the best way to do that mm-hmm. if i don't want to do that if i do just want to play fortnite with my friends if i want to just play fifa if i just want to play um call of duty get a pc like i know that's I, I i hate when people say that to me i hate when people say just get a pc just make a pc and stuff like that because like obviously it's not that simple but you're better off because you you realistically you shouldn't be paying for an online service like if that's if that's what you want and so you could get around it by uh having a pc unless ea uh through whatever the hell origin unless they make you pay a monthly fee to play online you know what i mean i, I yeah. don't think they do uh steam i don't think does with these with games um like you you should you shouldn't be mad about the price increase you should be mad that you're paying that to begin with and realize that that's dumb you know what mm-hmm. i mean <clears throat> um but that's uh, again that's just me um you know, I, a price increase obviously is nobody wants that no matter what. But I, I just thought that was like crazy to me. I'm like, y- y- you're playing two different games, maybe three. Like, I think that what they're trying to say is like, you have all this other stuff right there for you if you want it. And, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, if yes, people don't want that, but they want to pay $500 and then $5 a month to to use something that that just mm-hmm. seems so ridiculous to me and i i think even though this for all intents and purposes failed microsoft at least has people thinking about game pass now because i'm sure that everyone who has complained about this unless they were just complaining in a little echo chamber um saw people arguing saying just get game pass mm-hmm. it's you just you get so much and i i gave you the example i don't know that i'm going to be able to find it but um i want to find it because i think i said it the best here yeah so basically if you want gold and you pay the hundred bucks a year and then let's say you want to buy gears five you just spent 160 dollars per year whereas if you sub to game pass the base one ten dollars a month only for xbox you're spending $120 a year and you get gold, which is apparently the most valuable thing here, and Game Pass, which is over 200 games. Gears 5 is included in those games and you get EA Play. Um, I just... Actually, EA Play might be an ultimate thing, but regardless, you still get tons of games, Gears 5, and you're paying $40 less per year. And I mean, you're not tech- stuck to one game. Uh, wouldn't technically, uh, I, I mean, I'm splitting hairs here, but 
the gears uh, math, it would be one hundred and sixty dollars the first year, and then a hundred a hundred dollars every year after that, right? Yeah. No, sorry, you're right. I'm so, but still, but still, three. It takes three years for that to then even out. So you could have had three years of the the other option, the Game Pass option, in which you have it, and you know it's it's less upfront essentially, and like all those other games included in that price. So so regardless, it's still a better deal. But I, I did just want to point and, that out. Yeah, and I'm glad you did. But that still raises the point. When Gear Six comes out, you're paying that hundred sixty dollars again. Mm-hmm. And this is just one game. You're not buying just one game. I, mean, I guess if you're buying FIFA and playing free to pe- free to play, the rest that's it. But still, um, yeah, it, it's it, it was an obvious push to get people to Game Pass, and I think people are just going to have to come to terms with it. And maybe this was Microsoft's way of saying, okay, like this is coming because Microsoft has no reason to just keep live. Um, and I think they understand that and they're making so much money off game pass that they can afford to basically your options are online multiplayer is free. And I'm saying across the board for any game. So if you buy a game like halo and you want to play online, you're not playing, you're not paying per online play Mm -hmm. or you have the game pass base option or you have game pass ultimate that's what it's going to be i i don't understand why people are fighting so hard to hang on to gold microsoft has to try to get people to convert because they want people to see the value and um i mean like me for example i didn't jump on the game pass train right away because i had a point in time where I really liked owning games and knowing that I own games. Mm-hmm. I tried, I did the trial. I think they were doing like a three month trial for a while. And then it was like, that was just with regular game pass. And the timing worked out that ultimate came out. They're like, Hey, it's a dollar. And then all of your time on gold converts. Mm-hmm. And now it's hard for me to go back to owning games. I think in the past two years, I've bought three games. Um, Red Dead, Madden 21, and Immortals. That That's for Xbox. That doesn't include PlayStation, obviously. But everything else, I've just gotten from Game Pass. Um, and I've played more than two games a year. That would get me to, like, the $120 that I'm paying for, for Game Pass. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll tackle at least five to six games. Uh, Game Pass games. Um. So, I think it's I think it's a good deal, honestly. But we'll see where it goes. Yeah, I think ultimately with raising the price, they did, they just went about it in a in a bad way. You know, they 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 could have found another way to incentivize people to go to Game Pass Ultimate instead of out of nowhere raising the price. Um, and you know, doubling it, uh, just like I said, just, you know, they did, it's not like they said like, Hey, this is going to be happening. Like it was like starting today. This is the, this is the deal. Um, and so I, I think that kind of hurt them. The thing that I didn't understand was just like the relentless, uh, need to like keep shoving their face in it and like tell them that they were wrong 
after they like they listened you know Mm -hmm. not that not again not that that excuses it in the first place right like certainly not but like they apologized they reverted it and then they like went a step further they said that you know it's free-to-play games are going to be free online um and uh they even unlocked the the free games like early so like they they like they were like yeah like we acknowledge that we were wrong you're right and and they did that and um they didn't have to uh they did for their own good but um they technically didn't have to do that they could have they could have left people sulking and instead people then they do that and then people just continue to go we shouldn't have done this in the first place like yeah no shit but like yeah it's the way it's it's going it's a it's a and it's a learning lesson right i mean yeah, they, they shouldn't have. Cool. You're not better than Xbox. I don't know what you're trying to prove here. Um, they, and they've been so good here of late. Let's not try and find... Let's not try and use this one thing to, like, really bring them down. Like, they have been so good. We talk about them constantly and all the good faith things that they do. Um, that they've, they've been running a, a very consumer-focused uh, company. Especially yeah, how often, how often does that, a change like that happen same day? Mm-hmm. Like a lot, a lot of times you get the backlash and mm-hmm. company kind of mulls about it and hopes people will forget about it um, and then end up, if they don't keep it the same, you know, maybe they'll do like, you know, they'll meet people in the middle. They'll say, mm-hmm. okay, we're not going to raise it to 120 per year. We'll raise it to 100. Okay. Um. Same day, they're like, yeah, we're we're listening. And I think they're probably, this isn't just in gaming. In general, Microsoft is one of the best companies for listening to people and actually giving a product that the customer wants. I mean, yeah, we were just talking about it with the controller, right? They, they do that whole survey. <laughs> they're trying to give you what you want. Right. Uh, I mean, and, and it's funny, this is the, the comparison I've been drawing all week. You know, I know we're going to, talk about this on the podcast imagine if people had the same passion about a price raise in xbox live gold as and imagine they had the same passion in that as um with the like the comcast price spike oh yeah i mean that's that was stupid that was ten dollars extra per month and then a data cap Mm -hmm. i'm gonna end up paying if things go the same way, a hundred dollars extra per month. That's that's way more substantial. And Comcast just like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. You you want to be on the internet? Deal with it. That was a move clearly like very very loud and clear. They said, um, in not so many words, we don't give a fuck about you. Right. As a consumer, we don't care. And try like try and leave because you really can't. Yeah. Um yeah, I I just don't I don't really understand fully what they were thinking. I mean, I do, um, but like, yeah, I, I think they could have done better. Uh, and yeah, I, if this is the if this is the way, uh, really, real quick, I'm happy that they they pulled it back and they reversed it because think about this: Sony would have jumped on that immediately if if everybody would have just been okay with that. Sony would have been like, okay. What if we tried to raise it to twelve dollars a month? Like <laughs> Sony would have been all about that, right? Um, and like they don't, Sony doesn't even have like a Game Pass competitor yet. So 
And it's funny because the comparison that people decided to make right away was to Sony. Yeah, well, you know, like, of course. Why would, want, why would people want to pay 120 per year to just play online with Xbox when you could pay half of that with PlayStation? Well, that wouldn't have lasted. Like you said, they would have <laughs> raised it. And the, well, the best part, too, is that uh, how quickly we forget that, like I said, the PS3 era, it was free to play online. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of a sudden with the PS4 you need to have PS plus and you get free games. Well, you get games included with the $5 that you pay per month. But like how quickly we've just forgotten that, I guess that that was a thing. Um, yeah, so it's, you know, it's annoying. It, it, It is annoying that we have to pay to play online obviously too. But, uh, that's, I mean, how it is. They, they have servers that they have to upkeep and stuff. Um, I, 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 personally hope sony comes up with a competitor for game pass that's you know even slightly the same uh and if it's ten dollars for like a base package you know if it's 15 depending on what comes in with it i'll i'll gladly do that i would gladly do ten dollars if it means i have access to you know 100 plus games um right you know just just like that uh my my quick thought on this is how many people do this actually affect because in the earnings call with Microsoft yesterday, they said they have 18 million Game Pass subscribers. Wow. I, I, would like to, I, I need to do the research. And it was 15 million in September. Jesus. So you're, look, you're looking at about 3 million per quarter. Just And, and that's very, very, very fuzzy math. <laughs> but over the past two, over the past quarter, it went up 3 million subscribers. Yeah. Um, how many are left that aren't that are just gold subscribers? I would I would like to see that statistic and just see like if it was the minority here that was the loudest. I think what they should, you know, again, I'm I don't work for them, so I don't know if this is realistically possible. But I almost think what they should have done is if if this is because gold's going to be going away here soon. I, I think what they should have just done was, you know, when they wanted to finally make that decision, hey, all of your stuff's going to convert, like whatever time you, you paid for, like you paid for it. So you still have three months, you still have 12 months, whatever. Yeah, that's a sunk cost technically on your end, but we're giving you ultimate for that time. And then right. at the end of your time, you can choose whether or not, you know, you're auto enrolled. So you got to make sure you change that setting. But, um, you know, you can choose if you want to do the fifteen dollars for ultimate, ten dollars for the base, or you you don't need it at all, and that's entirely up to you. I think that's what they should have done. Yeah, um, that would have just. I, been think, and I think that's where we're gonna get. Yeah. Yep. I think at this point it will be if if again if gold is really going away, which does kind of seem like it. I think this was I think this was an attempt to be like ten dollars a month isn't so bad, and you know, that's that that may have been a little deaf. Um, mm-hmm. to think. I, I found the transcript for yesterday's call. Well, I should say Tuesday's call. Um, and there's still 100 million Xbox Live subscribers. Holy shit. But I would, <laughs> again, want more clarification and see if that's included with Game Pass. Because Game Pass, you technically get gold. So is it 18 million of the 100 million that are uh, Game Pass subscribers? Yeah. Or is this completely independent? Yeah. Regardless, still a lot. It's yeah, still between eighty and hundred million subscribers that this affected. That is insane. 
damn they were trying to make a quick uh 400 to 500 million yeah (laughs) um damn well it'll be interesting i think we'll I'd, i'd venture to bet easily before halfway through this year we'll definitely get more clarity on what xbox is thinking going forward hopefully by then we get some news and stuff on uh sony and what they're doing because it it would be nice to see them both go that way hey like it's three times two to three times what you were paying and it's technically not a necessity um but you do get more kind of deal and you know i think Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people will go for that i think a lot of people won't and you know teach their own but they can definitely think of ways that they can make that money and be a little more uh, consumer centric. Yeah, for sure. I think regardless, it's still going to work out for the customer specifically, but even then Microsoft's going to be doing okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you one person out there who screamed Sony's better after Phil Spencer did a heartfelt apology whether he meant it to be heartfelt or not uh you screaming sony's better into the void and the 350 sony boys who came and liked it uh they don't care (laughs) (laughs) um cool all right well we're coming up on the end of this meaty meaty podcast Mm -hmm. and uh i think it's time to just make this just add a little bit more meat to it bring back everybody's favorite segment we did away with it for a little bit, but it's back because we're getting new games again. Uh, is there a game coming out within the next week that you are excited for? I'm going to go with the low-hanging fruit here and a game that comes out today, the day that this is released, Thursday. Uh, it's actually out at this point, I think. Um, the Medium. I, and you and I have talked about this game a little bit. I am really excited for this game i in my opinion this is probably the first game that's ushering in like the new era of xbox exclusive games xbox including pc obviously mm-hmm. um but super excited about this game i'm not huge into horror games i love horror movies but horror games haven't really ever done it for me this one i think is super cool and uh Really excited to play. I already have it downloaded. It's included with Game Pass. Didn't even have to pay for it. <laughs> That's um, already one of my games for the year. So I'm already uh, pretty much breaking even on live and, and games for the year. There you go. Um, but Love yeah, that. that's it. And I'll be ready to play tomorrow. It's already installed. Don't even have to download it. Dope. We'll definitely have to put a little bit of time into it and uh, let us know come next week uh, how it is. Will do. Cool. Uh, I'm also going for low hanging fruit. I'm going to say Sword of the Necromancer. Mm. It's uh never heard of her. It's a <laughs> losing. Never heard of her. Uh, <laughs> it's a um, uh, I guess a RPG with roguelike elements. Um, apparently, uh, it's a dungeon. You know, one of those roguelikes that I like. Uh, dungeon crawler where the enemies you defeat you can actually bring them back to life and they fight with you and that that interested me that's a it's a different um kind of feature that I, i've yet to see in a roguelike so I'm, I'm super interested to see more about this uh you know undecided uh i'll probably watch a couple of videos of people playing it before i make a decision for myself but 
it's got that roguelike in it and ooh, daddy likes that so and then i'll probably watch a video of you playing it and never buy it <laughs> yes that sounds about right uh cool this was this was nice this was good uh yeah i had a blast and um all, the only thing that i can say is thank you so much for for listening to this episode of the good game bad game podcast if you could please do us a favor and rate us if you listen to us on apple podcasts and if you don't because you hate apple that is your own prerogative but if you could go ahead and give us a share that would also be greatly appreciated um mike who should they share it with Taysom finder I was going to say a meat lover, uh, not the pizza, but somebody in your life who loves meat or switch it up. Give it to a vegetarian. Um, convert them. Convert them to meat. Like, Con- you like meat, to don't you? A- yeah. You little, you little meat lover. You, you, you want a piece of the, uh, okay. Uh, that does it. Any closing thoughts, Mike? Did you get all that? This is killing me. No, what? (laughs) (laughs) No, nothing. No closing thoughts. We've left it all out on the table. All that meat, all out on the table. If we were thinking it, we said it. (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you guys next week.